Welcome to the Seabag Podcast, Episode 3, with your hosts, Micah Jocelyn and Brian Dubin. Dude, it'd sound way better if it went uh, Brian Dubin and then Micah Jocelyn. <laughs> with your hosts, Micah Jocelyn and Brian Dubin. End of fucking, story. Fucking whatever. <laughs> fucking Episode 3. And boom. Here we go. And they're off to the races. <laughs> What's up, dude? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. It's another what's beautiful on? day in the hood. Yeah, what's on track for today? Oh, well, I figured. Um, and just real briefly before we jump into our topic, I'd like to thank the feedback from uh, oh, some yeah. of our valued listeners. And just wanted to let everybody know that, you know, as we're doing this, that your feedback can actually um, inspire some of the talking points that we, we hit on in the episodes. And so right now I'd like to kind of make it known that, that, that if you do have any feedback, you know, construction, constructive criticism, anything like that, you can send it to the CPEG, the CBAG podcast at gmail.com. Or uh, we also have uh, Twitter and Instagram under the same um, the same name yeah we have um, 10 followers <laughs> hey that's that's 10 more than we had two the, weeks ago those 10 <laughs> followers are diehards yes um, my yeah, my sure. my my little brother actually coined the term the sea bagger the sea bagger but yeah, anyways, uh, the Seabag Podcast at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram. That's how you get a hold of us. Um, today, what we're going to be diving into is a concept that, that, that we both have experienced both good and bad. And it's an important part of transitioning out of, a, uh, out of the military. And that is support systems, whether it be um, doctors, whether it be friends, family, personal relationships, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends, wives, husbands, or whatever. Um, and yeah, so let's jump right into it, man. Yeah. Um, well, and there's, I think it's very important to talk about first that I know me personally mm-hmm. couldn't stand going to the VA and asking for support. Yep. I just have that bone in my body that doesn't like to be helped. Um, mm-hmm. which is why I'm probably <laughs> such a fuck up. Um, <laughs> Same here. <laughs> but understanding that there are support systems is kind of your first step. And it, it doesn't have to be, I think a lot of people hear support system and they're like, oh, you're going to be in a room with a bunch of, you know, and you're talking mm-hmm. about this, that, and the other. It doesn't have to be like that. And I think the easiest way to start out with talking about support systems is look in the fucking mirror, first of Mm -hmm. all, Mm -hmm. because the fucking support system that you're looking for, the support system that you need should not be, should not be asked for. You need to be the support system that you're looking for to other people. Start helping people first Mm -hmm. and through you helping people will come your friends coming back around, your family coming back, your, you know, whatever. And, and you'll gain support from other people when, when people see that, hey, this guy's always calling me. This guy's really productive with, with, um, with talking to me all the time and really cares to listen and doesn't just listen and he actually asks questions. Because you always have those people that just listen and then you're, you really feel like you're talking to the wall. So I think support system starts within yourself and that's that's kind of like the root of the tree and that 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 is a really good description of what a support system is and you know just digging around a little bit online and looking at a couple websites you know a healthy Mm -hmm. support system includes you know people that 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 can make you and help you be accountable to yourself Um, it includes fellowship that you know you and other like-minded individuals that have the same kind of goals you guys you have this fellowship um a good support system has an education benefit to it you're learning something and that does doesn't mean cracking the books um there's also a therapeutic side of a healthy support system 
be it doctors, um, friends, even somebody that you, you know, have just met and you're talking with um, can, can provide this therapeutic outlet. Um, just yeah. a, a quick brief example. I met a guy on a plane on a, on a trip to vacation and he was a, a fellow Marine and, and our experiences in the military were, I wouldn't say similar, different wars, but, you know, separated by a generation and this right. guy welcomed me into his group of friends, made me feel home, actually gave me almost like a second homecoming after, you know, being away from, oh, wow. from combat for nine years. Yeah. And, you know, drinks were on him, cigars, you know, fellowship, yeah. bunch of other military guys. And it was great. So and they all had this kind of the same similar, you know, values and goals I did, which was odd being 2,500 miles away from home. So, you know, <laughs> that guy became a support yeah. system, you know? Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's being open and, and, and we talked about it, um, whether it was last show or the, the first one mm-hmm. about like the tough guy mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because you have a lot less people that reach out to you when you're, when you're walking around and you're, you know, you're pissed off at the world you know, and you're, and you're, you're mad. You're not, you're not open to suggestions. And, and, and I have that problem a lot. Oh yeah. Work, you know, like I'll, I'll be walking around and people think I'm mad. It's like, no, I'm just, I have no emotion right now. I'm just, I'm just here, you know, I'm mm-hmm. just working. So I, you, sometimes reassuring your friends and family that, Hey, look, I, I'm just kind of a, maybe a mellowed out person. I'm not, you know, I'm not super energetic and happy all the time just mm-hmm. because it looks like I'm a little grumpy. It doesn't always mean that most times it doesn't, but opening up and, and being able to talk to people instead of being the, the typical uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, tough guy, veteran. Yeah. I mean, really people let's cut that shit. I mean, yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> it's, a, it's a facade. It's, it's, and, you know, in being, you know, you're a serious guy and, and maybe you've done some, some serious stuff and, you know, that's awesome. But, you know, this guy that was interacting with me when he first started on this plane, on this trip down, um, you know, I, I had that flash through my mind, just in the back of my head of, I don't want to talk to this guy. I don't want to rehash. I'm just like, you know, at the very beginning, just that little brief flash of like, just leave me alone. But this guy, (laughs) it wasn't that he was persistent or obnoxious or anything at all. He was just a a genuinely awesome guy. And, and that little flash in my head made me reflect on myself and be like, really, dude, you're going to play this card shut up yeah. and shut up and be nice and be friendly and don't be an <laughs> asshole. And I, and, yeah. and, and because I did that, man, I, I met somebody that, you know, at the drop of a hat, I'm positive. If I pop back down there, you know, at any time and I sent him a text, he'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what are you doing? Yeah. Come over, <laughs> you know? Right. Right. And, and you're talking about opening up to, to support systems and, mm-hmm. and um, I'm actually going to try to put this in a, in a link when we when we publish the show but i don't have permission to talk about it yet um, but there's a, a friend of mine he's a he's an iraq vet i met him through a kind of a friend of a friend type thing and mm-hmm. and uh he runs a nonprofit hunting organization that mm-hmm. takes vets out on free which mm-hmm. is the kicker sometimes mm-hmm. uh free hunting trips and this guy is a multiple purple heart recipient mm-hmm. um a complete badass i mean a real real badass mm-hmm. and and he is just probably one of the most welcoming people he will do anything for you but he runs an organization where he takes vets out you have to be at a certain disability rating um mm-hmm. to kind of i wouldn't say qualify but he's got a few stipulations on you know, you got to be, you know, a little bit, um, you got to hold some sort of standard on who he takes or he just have a very large influx of vets Oh yeah, you know, getting in touch with him and he can't afford it. Most, and, and, and most of it comes out of his pocket, but anyways, he, he takes vets on tri- hunting trips to Texas and, you know, all these exotic animals and you f- kind of fellowship and mm-hmm. you kind of find other people that you can relate to on these hunting trips and it's just a very relaxing thing because you don't have to have your guard up. You don't have to 
walk around, you know, acting like you normally do, which may may be normal or not, but you don't have to worry about the, those people. Mm-hmm. And when you go hunting with him, it's like, oh, you just kind of lay back. It's like, oh, I'm with friends again. Mm-hmm. I'm with those people that get me, so to speak. Um, well, yeah. yeah. And to kind of loop it back around, you know, there's, there's, there's plenty if you pick up your, you know, interweb in your pocket, your cell phone, and you just punch in, you know, if you're really desperate for, not desperate, but like just want to find some local resources you've got you know the american legion the da dav the uh vfw and you know you you can google search and and you know peer support groups for for veterans are just gonna pop up on your on your phone Um, right and they're 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 so numerous and you know not to be overlooked are those you know local nonprofits, just like the one that you mentioned with your friend i also had an experience with a local nonprofit that really changed the way that it changed me and that included the use of my dog and, and the way that this nonprofit worked is if you you know were struggling which I was you could you could bring in your own your own dog and they would train you and the dog as a pair and as a team and at the end of this this course and it took me two years but you train actually trained your own animal to pass the um, ADA service dog test yeah and you know they tailored the dog to whatever you were struggling with but the most important thing was building that bond with your dog but the other you know veterans that were going through maybe not the same thing but both everybody in the group was struggling with something yeah and y'all were working together towards a a common goal and man one of my proudest moments post-military was was finishing the course with everybody you know all the guys that, that i started the course with we all passed this test at the same time together. And there's a great picture of all of us that, you know, had completed this, this task and it's, it's not easy. Yeah. And building that fellowship is something that we still loosely maintain today. Right. And that's, that's awesome, man. You know, you chose that route consciously and, and it's something that you were able to say, okay, this is something I want to do, you know, and only after slapping my, you know, falling on my face a couple of times and finally breaking down and being like, okay, listen, I'm going to accept this help. Yeah. You know, stop being the, right. the tough guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and for, you know, for guys and girls that want something like that, maybe want to go uh, different routes, that's okay. It doesn't have to be a veteran organization that you use to get that help you can mm-hmm. and, and something that i did was i got into combat sports and mm. it, it, I, I think uh maybe one one guy that was there which was actually ended up being one of my very very close friends my boxing coach um he was an army vet and uh, mm-hmm. we have a hilarious relationship today because he just thinks I'm the biggest idiot ever. And I think he's, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's kind of mutual, yeah, yeah, yeah. like me and you. And um, mm-hmm. but I found that and it was like I kind of needed to get away from the whole veteran thing. I felt that I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I was going to yeah, drinking beers with the Korea vets at the American <laughs> Legion. <you know>? Bro. <laughs> listening not talking type thing and and um yeah and and of course i was talking to you and you were talking about getting help through you know certain avenues of approach and Mm -hmm. and and i found i was like i was like i just don't think that's what i need i think what i need is is a group of people that don't talk about the military. I need a group of people yeah, yeah. that, you know, and, and it's, it goes both ways. You, know, you can, you can gain a lot from both and you can gain mm-hmm. a lot by shutting the hell up and not talking about it too. Um, oh, yeah. And, and those, you know, jujitsu, wrestling, you know, Muay Thai, boxing, boxing is kind of what was the route that I went. Um, but it was really awesome because it was a, it was a team. And it was a it was a group of guys that wanted to to better themselves and and kind of do something that a lot of vets talk about, like you know, self defense mm-hmm. and you know all this stuff and being a being a badass, like not mm-hmm. cocky, but being a badass. And you actually are, want to be less of a badass when you learn how to fight. You learn oh, how absolutely. to do, you know, like your buddy 
that you talked about on the last show that helped you out with welding in the fab shop and all that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. he's a black belt. And he's one of the nicest guys out there. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. he doesn't care about beating people up. And he's one of the most no. badass dudes out there. And and that's a that's a huge thing. And when I started boxing, not that I was, you know, really that good or anything, but the, the more I boxed, the less I had a problem with everybody. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like that I, dangerous yeah, mentality. Yeah, well, you, you know, it, you know what you can and can't do. You're comfortable in your own skin. You're comfortable defending yourself. And it, that makes you, you know, a dangerous person and a well-disciplined person. That's that's a formidable combination for, you know, peace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but, you when know, used in the right way. When used in the right way. And, of course, there's other people that I knew. I knew a lot of them that used it in the wrong way. Um, but mm-hmm. for people like us, there, that is a different avenue that you can take. Uh, and a lot of a lot of vets go that route um, to yeah. get that that discharge of, you know, your your kind of your endorphin, you know, discharge and all that stuff. It's like <laughs> you're, you're getting after it, you know, and, and it's very humbling too, because you think you're a tough guy when you get to these clubs where you're boxing and doing mm-hmm. jujitsu and then you get the fucking floor mopped with you. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Humble it'll, pie. It'll man. change you. <laughs> but the point being is that these, these different avenues of support system, the the thing that's that is exciting to me about these support systems and finding out what different people use is is they're very individualistic as opposed to the military which is not individualistic right and i think that's where guys can get a, a, a hang up at least i did you know when you're getting out where the the indiv- you know thinking it thinking of things in an individualistic you know with it with an individualistic attitude and, and, you know, kind of looking for yourself and trying to find all of these avenues for yourself. Whereas in the military, you just get told, hey, you're going this way. And you're, hey, you're doing this with a group. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and here we, there's nothing, yeah, here we go. Well, now it's up to you to find those support systems and to maintain them and to know when to appropriately use which ones for what. Um, and and that, would, that would kind of lead into the next thing that I was looking to talk to you know, you about, and, and maybe the listener could get was, was the appropriate use of support systems. Right. And it's not just, a, if you just have one support system and it's, you know, whether it's one person or one activity or one group, that's good that you've got one, but I would encourage everybody to find more than one outlet for specific problems. Right. Um, I, I know that myself, if I'm struggling with something, you know, mentally, whether it's personal relationships, whether it's from events that that happened in the military, whether it's, you know, something related to that. I have a friend of mine that I go to who's, who's very knowledgeable, who's a vet himself and gives out, you know, phenomenal advice. Yeah. And, you know, he's really just a a, a non-biased, no bullshit kind of guy and bam, you know, and it, it gives me a different perspective. It's like, awesome. Yeah. You know, on this on the same side of things, if I'm feeling that that I need some sort of a creative outlet, which we'll get into later, I can go. I turn to somebody else. Yeah. You know yeah. that that and 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 I kind of spread out. You know, uh, among these interpersonal relationships that I have with with groups or individuals, I kind of spread out what I'm dealing with. That gives me a much wider base to be planted and to be firm and to get different aspects on the situation that I'm facing. Yeah. Well, and like a tripod. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think just writing those down, Mm -hmm. uh, is is something that I do a lot. You know, if I, if I find something that works, I'll write it down. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, it's been so long that I I just kind of, they're embedded in my brain, but for, for people that are just getting out of the military or, or even just a listener that never was in the military that that's tuning in, you know, you find, you find something that works for you, you know, Mm -hmm. this, this, you know, discharge of anger and emotional stress and all this stuff, all doing this kind of helps me get away from that anger or whatever, write it down. And, Mm -hmm. and, and, and have a list of things. And when you're fuming and you're mm-hmm. and you're, or, or you're you're stressed out or you're or you're emotionally, you know, distraught. Charged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> emotionally charged. It helps to visualize that list or even just look at that list and be like, okay, 
<laughs> boxing let's go do that you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, exactly got it let's do that or, or or having those avenues or you can call your friends and say hey look yeah this is what's going on and being able to to kind of pinpoint that that problem with a certain avenue um and i think that's huge you know and and i've and i've been i've actually it's funny because you you sent me some of your notes and you sent me the um the uh, the DAV the disabled American veterans you know website and all that stuff and I've been a part of that for probably eight years now seven years and, oh really yeah okay. and, and they actually sent me like this little certificate um is is kind of funny it was like you know I've I've interacted with them a lot and I've been you know donated mm-hmm. and some some other things and and uh, you brought it up it's like oh actually I've actually talked to those guys a bunch. And me and you have mm-hmm. never talked about that before. So that's, that's kind of funny, but um, they're great people over there and they're really actually taking it, take it from someone that, you know, maybe like me that actually is, I'm not, you know, some famous person that's saying, go do this. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's easy for you to say because you know, you got millions and all that stuff. I'm just a normal mm-hmm. guy and I've used them before and they have a great system. Uh, so I, yeah. I encourage the listeners out there to contact them and, 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 and go through the necessary steps to get the support that you need uh, because they're, mm-hmm. they are an awesome group of people. So. Yeah. And, and there's also, you know, when one of the times when I, when I needed some help and it was, it was a pretty serious, you know, topic that I was, that I was dealing with, I actually went down to the state representative's office and talked with my local state rep and that was you know i realized you know, geographically people might be separated talk blah, about blah, blah, blah. Might not be that easy. Done. <laughs> yeah i went straight down to the state rep's office and made an appointment sat down with him explained my problem and he just kind of held up his hand he's like wait a minute i'm gonna get this dude from the american legion he comes in here once a month i'll set you up an appointment and you can deal directly with him yeah and i'm like sweet i i you know you bypassed a whole bunch of red tape you went straight to somebody yeah and, you know, he, he, he knocked the stuff out for me quick. And that's yeah, the first yeah. and only interaction I've ever had with well, him. And, Phenomenal. And then you raise your hand again and you're like, about the roads now. The roads need yeah, to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even go there anymore in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Potholes picking up the swallow that's, your car. That, yeah. Well, that's something I've never done is gone to a state rep. I've, I've always kind of kept it like inner circle stuff. But, yeah, I mean, that's. Sometimes you got to raise the flag, man, yeah. and be like, hey. Get you know, it's your, your yeah, just just like when you, what you said at the very beginning of the episode, the person looking back in the mirror, that's the base of this whole support system. And that's you. Yeah. And and how badly do you want to get, you know, change things, get better, um, you know, improve your situation? That's where you yeah. go, and, you know, or one of the avenues. Yeah. And and that's something I said in the in, you know, I think part of the intro that I that I did was a uh, was stop wanting support and start mm-hmm. fucking giving support yeah. because that's that, and me and you talk about it all the time because we don't even have to talk about it all the time we do it all the time hey man mm-hmm. fucking you know what's going on I, I was thinking about you that's support mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or hey man how's how's your dog doing mm-hmm. that it's like oh someone's thinking about you and they're not just calling and saying you know I, I get it a lot from you know people that i know hey man what's going on and they're, they're asking me what are you doing how's life blah 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 and i and i give them this speech of of how my life is going and they're like cool man i said and i said well how about you what's going on with you ah same shit that's the answer ah nothing new here just working and and not growing that's basically how I interpret it. Working, not growing, not setting goals, not moving forward. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. <laughs> give me something to yeah, work with. <laughs> give, me, give me some sort of context so I can maybe help you or you can help me. And me and you are really good with that. You know, it's like, hey, this is what I'm shooting for. This is what I'm, my goals are. And, and a good support system and we've probably said support system 700 times in this show. Um, good. And it's, but it, it, it needs to be pounded down and, and, and understood that you are the start of the support system. No one's going to fucking help you unless you get off the couch and go get some help. 
Well, and not even help. You know, you say help and it kind of brings about that there's this massive problem maybe. And and whether there is or isn't, the key word is is help get better. You know what I mean? It's it's really broad. And I'd like, like to also kind of touch on the the other side of the coin. And in the fact that, you know, doing a little bit of research is in this one study that I found was that as a person, you're going to, you're going to make almost 400 acquaintances, kind of like loose friends in your life on average. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now only one in 12 of those is actually going to stand the test of time. Mm. Check. (laughs) So, so now we're, now we're coming into a, a, uh, uh, an issue of bandwidth. So yeah. your brain, you can only manage about, um, I think the number was around 10, 10 to 12 inter- close interpersonal relationships at one time. Where did you, where did so, you get this, um, this information from? Was it, what, give me- um, listen, don't ask me to cite my sources. Like we're in college. I fucking found it on the interweb <laughs> on a Google search. <laughs> Right. This is, I was, you know, I, <laughs> I can hear everybody pecking away at their keyboard. Going, oh, where did he find well, that? I'm, You're going to sound like my, my, my teachers or my professor would be like, you can cut it out if you want. I don't give a fuck. But that's the, that's the goddamn truth. I mean, I don't have a, a, a Google hacker by my side saying, oh, well, you need to, here it is right here. No, just Google it and you'll find out. And whether or not you agree, that's cool. If you disagree and want to debate me on the amount of friends that you can maintain, and it's true people, though. You got five thousand of them. No, it's really true. It's definitely true. Because when, when, when you get, you know, when you have everybody, or not everybody, but when you have six thousand people of your friend, Facebook friends, everybody's asking, you know, maybe loosely or directly saying, "Oh, how's it going?" And it's like, well, pick up the phone and call me. Yeah. I used to I used to piss off all my not, not all my friends. I act like I had a lot of friends. <laughs> I used to piss off some of my friends when they would they would text me and say, "Hey, what are you doing later?" And I would pick up the phone and call mm-hmm. them. And I'm like, "Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, that's my you? favorite move." <laughs> They're like, "I texted you. Why didn't you just respond?" Like, because I'm going to tell you right now, and there's going to be no, you know, there's going to be no question about it. We're going to talk about it and we're going to get it over with. We're not going to text for four hours, but you know, and, and eventually <laughs> get to it. You know? So, yeah, yeah, I'm, well, it's, 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 it's a, it's a crazy thing that, that, that we as humans now have to manage is this unlimited contact. Yeah. Um, from, from, you know, whoever, whereas before you, you connected to a landline, you had to know somebody's <laughs> number, you had to know their address, you had to call, write, or just oh, show look. up now yeah yeah now in a very 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 short span of time we now have access to everything and yeah. a million different ways to communicate yeah, yeah you can you, so can you have talk to, to manage that in russia on twitter today right mm-hmm. now you know and you... <laughs> so you have to recognize that your bandwidth your ability to have and and maintain and nourish and build these interpersonal relationships is limited so you have to be very, very, very careful on who you choose to spend your bandwidth on. If you think about it as money, you only have so much money in the bank and you can only you know, give it to so many places. And so you have to make sure that, that your support system includes, you, know, you, you flow it down the checklist as far as close personal relationships of this accountability, this fr- fellowship, this education, this therapeutic, this friendship, and the similar values or goals. You have to make sure that, that you're your close personal relationships embody those things and they're, and they're positive to you as a person. And if they're not, then why are you wasting your bandwidth? Exactly. And, and that's, you know, your negative support systems, you're, you're, you're responsible for upkeeping that list of, of things. And you're responsible for getting rid of those things that are taking up too much bandwidth that those things that are negative support systems. And a lot of times we're held back in life with those people that don't get us anywhere. Those, those friends that we, that, that are, they're that always asking, Hey, can you help me with this? Hey, can you, they're not, maybe not offering much to you as a friend. Mm-hmm. And it is a, it's a good idea to talk about that with them. 
and say, hey, or, mm-hmm. or even your support system, whether it be with the VA or say, hey, guys, I feel that we need to maybe cover a few topics because I'm struggling with this. Is there any way y'all can help me? And just saying something like that is very important because a lot of people are like, oh, OK, well, yeah, I have plenty of feedback on that. I'd love to help you with that. Mm-hmm. You just never said anything. So, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. And you're 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 your own advocate. And we've said that several times. If you have those people in your life that are not good, that are not helping you out, that consistently set you back, talk to them about it. Don't just cut them out of your fucking life. Don't just, just don't just yep. like, oh, you're you're not this, that, the other. You're not helping me out. Well, how about you? Maybe you're not yeah. helping them out. You know, yeah, yeah. maybe you're you're not helping your support Definitely. systems out. And and uh, you know that's just a, a rant of mine, but I I I strongly believe in vocalization of what you need and what you're looking for, and it's a very big yeah. kind of come to Jesus moment when your friend walks up and is like, "Hey, I don't feel that you contact me enough. I don't feel that we have a good enough relationship," mm-hmm. and it's like, "Oh shit, let's try and make yeah, it stronger." That's, that's, I care you know? about you. Like, can can we fucking fix this? Like. I see you once a month, you know, or talk to you once a month. Mm-hmm. Can, can we can we prove that a little bit? Because I give a shit about you, and it's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, absolutely, you know. So, um, yep. yeah, it's a. Yeah, it's but on the flip side, yeah. <laughs> on the flip side, make sure that your your bandwidth, your emotional bandwidth, and it's like a rubber band. When it when it gets too full and it gets pulled too far, it's gonna yeah. snap. Right. So you have to be very, very cognizant of, of how that this rubber band, this rubber band of emotions gets stretched and moved. And you have to be very, very aware of it because in order for you to advocate for yourself, you have to be you know, on top of your game. Right. And getting into the, the friends aspect of this whole thing, I, I, I'll, I'll even quote, I'll even quote my dad when he says, you know, if you're, if your life smells like shit, you probably should look around and see who yeah. your friends are because you, your, your friends are the ones that you, you know, emulate that you, t- that you interact with the most and they help shape yeah. your life. And so if you are on this, this wrong path of whatever it, it your friends are, are going to be the, one of the greatest influences on you, whether or not you're, no matter how independent or what you say you are, that's, 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 that you are who yeah. your friends are. Yeah. And so just being, just being aware of that. Yeah. And and I think that's kind of jaded sometimes by, by having um, large groups of people that you hang out with all the time. Like you kind of just go with the flow Mm -hmm. sometimes like big party. It's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. just everyone's just kind of here and everyone's just having a social gathering and that's great. But those social gatherings and those, those friends, those big groups, even small groups can turn bad real quick. And, and, you quote mm-hmm. your dad. That's funny because it's the truth. And something what my parents used to say was anything that happens after midnight is not good. And I was just, ah, it's, dude, it's hilarious. Because when you're a kid, you're like, it's so it's true. So true. When, when you're a kid, you're like, dad, that's, that's when the good shit happens. Like that's when, that's when, yeah, yeah. You know, and there's a million stories we could probably tell about, you know, talk about that. And we will not because uh, um, yeah. we will not because uh, <laughs> well, I can throw a couple of <laughs> modifications to that quote. When I was a kid, yeah. that's what I heard. Well, and I'm like, I remember the first time okay. it made sense to me. I was actually I was like, I don't know. I was like 16, I think. And uh, I used to I used to sneak. I didn't sneak out of the house. I, I tactically told my, yeah. Seabag confessionals. <laughs> Hashtag. I told my father that I was working night shift at this little store and that I were I actually did work there. But I told him I worked night shift and uh mm-hmm. that I, you know, had to do the restocking, which was true, you know. Yeah, yeah. Some nights. <laughs> yeah, and, and you piece of shit. Those other nights he would take me to the store and you know, because I was sixteen, I, I didn't have a car at the time. I I wrecked it. So he'd take me to the store and yeah, I know. He takes me to the store and be like, have a good night at work. I'm fucking bounced. And someone would come pick me 
Now he's oh, an yeah. accessory. But the funny, the funniest thing is, is the first time I really met him was, you know, at a, I was at a party. It was at, it was a toga party. It was hilarious because that's, I guess, what people did back then. And and it was a bunch of underage, you know, this, that, and the other drinking, and which is normal. And the cops showed up, and it was and it was like twelve oh five. I looked at my, I always wore a watch. I looked yes. at my watch and I was like. Oh shit! It's past twelve. Bad things are about to start happening, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I took off, you know, and then trouble for it. But it was like it is true, you know. So yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Piece of shit. Yeah. Um, That's funny. So from wow. from that dumb story, um, people that you. Uh, People that you surround yourself with is, is, is big. And just that that typical saying of the like-minded individual um, that you surrounded yourself with, you're going to move forward. And effort makes the wheels turn. I turn fast. But putting effort into mm-hmm. your system and someone else's system and saying, hey, oh, hey our support system is not working. Let's, let's revamp it. Let's have a better relationship with your wife, with your girlfriend, with your buddies. Mm-hmm. And if they don't take that and say, and, 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 and change, maybe that person isn't exactly mm-hmm. your friend. Maybe, maybe that person is not uh, mm-hmm. someone that you should be spending a lot of time with. If you consistently tell them, Hey, you know, we need to hang out. We need to hang out. We need to get together and talk and, and, and fellowship, so to speak. And if they're always avoiding you, maybe it's a, or they're never making the time. Maybe you should take that person out of your life or put them on the back burner until they realize that, you know, Hey, that person does mean something to you. And they kind of swing back around. So don't waste your time on things that, you know, things like that. So that's, it's my opinion on that. Time and emotional bandwidth. There's only so much of it, and you have to make sure that what you're investing is what you're investing that in is is yeah is yeah. Is, is healthy for you. you know? And and the other thing that I wanted to to bring swing some attention towards was since we're on this kind of individualistic kick of how you can support yourself and. In the past episode, I had made a reference to, um, you know, one of the things that we all have in common as humans is we've all encountered something that was the hardest thing we've ever done. And whether whether you want to classify that as, quote unquote, trauma, that's up to you. That's fine. But what I'd like to touch on is creative support systems for post-traumatic growth. And you can go ahead and substitute the word trauma for hardship or difficult time, whatever you want to do, you can substitute words. I don't care. But this, this post-traumatic growth is defined as the retrospective perceptions of positive psychological changes that take place following experiences of highly challenging life circumstances. That pretty much wraps it up. So what, what you can be seeing as as you're transitioning out of the military whether you saw some trauma whether you didn't whether you had this extremely difficult time um there is ways to grow from that and that 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 spike in creativity that's available if you tap into it to pour out some of these negative emotions that you may have experienced whether it's in the military whether it's outside no matter where it came from you can use this as almost like fuel to build some creativity in whatever it is. Now, uh, people would think of the military and say, well, that's not a place for a creative outlet. And I call bullshit. Some of the most creative people that I've ever met were in the military and their creativity came out in ways mm-hmm. such as you know, mission planning, how they set up their gear, how they carried themselves, the way that the workout routines that they used on deployment or in training or wherever the ability to set up a, a gym <laughs> on the back of a Humvee yeah, in the middle of the yeah. desert going, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's a creative outlet. But when you get out of the military, you know, maybe the ways that you used to express your creativity are gone. And now it's time for you to find out another right. one and get those, those juices going. 
um now you you had mentioned boxing as being yeah. like kind of one of your creative well, outlets and i was wondering if you could touch on some more that was a a very interesting time in in my life because i had actually procrastinated and put it off for years i drove by the boxing gym for mm-hmm. probably maybe two years and i'm actually very close friends with a lot the owner now after i joined and and when i got in there i walked in i finally i was like why did i take so long to do this i knew i wanted to be here i knew i wanted to come join this boxing mm-hmm. gym for for years and when I finally just said, you know, fuck it, pull in. Just let's go check it out. I started that day. Mm-hmm. I worked out the, the first day. They signed me up. And they're like, well, okay, well, come on back whenever you find gloves. And, and I was like, I'll hit, it, hit the bag without gloves. I don't care. I'm here. I finally took the step to do it. And I think that's the biggest, one of the bigger parts of it is taking that step towards the, the fray, so to speak, towards yeah. the light, you know, and, and, and just doing it and the the creative outlet that we're talking Absolutely. about doesn't have to be boxing or anything like that but the reason i chose that was because it was a challenge and us as veterans mm-hmm. and people that aspire to get better we thrive on that it's not that you're in a bad position, but you're, you're thriving mm-hmm. on something that's very difficult. And when you walk in and you get beat by an 18-year-old and you're 27 years old, it's a very humbling thing. And it's something that we all need to do. We all need to be humbled and, and say, okay, well, hold yeah. on. Look. <laughs> what I did in the past means nothing now. The military it was was a great career choice, but guess what? Now you're boxing. You can't use any of that here, but you can use hard yeah. work and fucking work ethic. Mm-hmm. And you can outperform and you can outwork everyone. Mm-hmm. So let's try that. And so it was a challenge to me because there's I was probably one of the older guys there. And and I I just so happened to get into a group of guys that were very athletic. Um, and that were, which is that whole industry is very athletic. And I had to really push myself to be successful there. And over time, I was successful. And over time, I, I did compete and I did win. But that was, but that was because of the support system that I surrounded myself with the boxing community, the mixed martial arts community. And those guys talk about mindset all the time. And it's, it's fun. It's, it's enjoyable. Most people don't think it is, but you know, yeah, getting punched in the face is actually fun. Sometimes (laughs) when you're, when, when you're actually training and you're learning things, it's fun. So once you get there, you realize, well, this wasn't that bad after all. And then you start talking about, well, what are those guys over there doing? Oh, those guys are doing jujitsu. And you go in there and you and you and you say, well, hey, I'd like to I'd like to learn something. And people people in that community, most of the times they're not like, oh, who, who's this guy? They're like, they're like, oh, OK, well, well yeah, why are you still yeah. talking? Why don't you get in here and join? Well, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, just 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 we'll start teaching you. And it's like, wow, what? That no one sends you there. It's all you. And what you said about the military sending you to schools. Yeah. You know, we both you and I went to many schools in the military. And you just you show up and you go and you say, and say I'm here. And they and you just start learning because that's your job. And you start getting you know Well, this is the the biggest the biggest difference between, you know, the military and the civilian world is is when you go to these schools. Right you are a class and i guess i guess the same could apply to to being in the civilian life you know you go to school or whatever and you hit these classes and you, you're working together as a group and you, you finish finish as a group and that's always the goal for every every class which that is I went not to in the military you start together you finish together well now 
now you don't have that group think mentality and you're not with a bunch of people that, that support each other. It's, it, 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 it's you, you, right. you, you are on this path yourself. And, and it takes a, 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 to start something new that's challenging, whether physically or mentally, and you're all, all by yourself. Yeah. You do have some, you know, you have, if you have a good support system in place, it helps, yeah. but there's a, there's a massive <laughs> ego drop when you're, when you're doing yeah. this, because you're, you're just jumping into yeah. the waters and you're saying, okay, well, let's figure this out. And if you, if you like it and it helps yeah. you, then cool. Keep doing yeah. it. If and, you don't, give drop things, it because give it's not worth the your time. time of day, you know, because I tell you what, you start doing something mm-hmm. like combat sports, the first six months, you're just going to die. You're, you're just, you're just going to, oh, I'm serious. It's, it's the truth. It's, <laughs> it's just gonna get the you. absolute truth. And, and I think that's really mm-hmm. important because it, it tests your grit and it tests your, it tests your mental toughness, your, your intestinal yeah. fortitude. It tests all this stuff because if you can hang with these guys mm-hmm. for six months, after that six months, you know, you're going to be good enough that you can, you understand the concept behind a lot of things. And after those six months, you maybe be able to, to compete. And I competed, I think I, I competed after nine months, nine months to a year is when I did my first competition. And, uh, and it kind of showed because I was, I was a little nervous and I had called a friend of mine and I was at my first boxing tournament and I called a friend of mine and I said, dude, I'm, I said, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm second guessing my training. I, I'm, I'm kind of scared, honestly. Mm-hmm. And he was a, a former professional fighter. And, I, and he said, Micah, the, the people that you surrounded yourself with in training are some of the best professional fighters in the state, some of the best amateur fighters in the state. You can't get any better training than what you did over the past year. So the confidence that you should be having Mm -hmm. is that you surrounded yourself with guys that were better than you in every aspect. They were faster than you. They were stronger than you, and they were more talented than you. And he said, I guarantee anyone that you meet at this tournament will not even compare to the competition that you trained with every day for the past year. And I was like, wow, that's, that's interesting. That's true too. And so I showed up and the funny thing about this tournament, they start with age groups and the first age group was like eight years old to 10 years old. And I walk in there and I'm a little nervous and there's eight years, eight year olds beating the shit out of each other with boxing gloves and a fucking ring. And I'm like, and I'm nervous. There's these eight year olds competing and they're not even nervous. What the hell's wrong? <laughs> like, 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 think about what you're doing. Yeah. Be brave. Like you talk about all the time, have that attitude that you talk about all the time and, mm-hmm. and go out and do it <laughs> because boxing is no different than anything else. It's, it's something that you have to drop the ego and just say, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do this. And I'm, and I'm going to try hard and I'm going to put in a lot of effort. And with effort mm-hmm. comes moving forward. And those avenues have, 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 have got me and a where little this... bit of a reputation, a very, very small reputation in that industry. But it's, it's helped me see the light to other things that have helped me support my mental stability and my physical you know, my physical stability also. The biggest, the, one of the, the things to kind of tie it into what we're talking about is, you know, all of those guys that, that taught you and helped yeah. you were a support system. And they didn't, you know, probably some of them took up some emotional bandwidth, especially at the time. But, you know, these these people that that you, when you walked in there, you didn't have these close personal ties to, and you built a support system inside of that boxing club and and by being you know by providing them support they now provided you support and they Correct. they pushed you to succeed in your goals and 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 that is a, that is one of the biggest things to take away from this conversation is 
you're starting completely fresh. You're going into something. You're seeking out the best. I mean, if somebody is a <laughs> shitty boxer, you don't want to box with them. You know, you don't want to, you, you can learn from their mistakes, but you're not going to invest a, a whole bunch of time yeah. in hearing what they have to say or learning what they do because they suck. And, you know, maybe there are, maybe you guys can get better together, but your whole point is to go find somebody yeah. that's way better than and you. That and goes say, with Teach me what you that know. goes with work. It goes with, you know, mm -hmm. any kind of hobbies that you have. There's always going to be someone out there that's better than you. And there's always going to be someone that you can learn from. And us mm -hmm. as, us as prior service veterans dropping that ego and saying, oh, oh yeah, I, I can learn something new from this 18-year-old. I can learn something new from this, this guy that's, that, you know, mm -hmm. may not have done what I did, and this girl. And there's no, there's no, you have to get to that level where it's difficult sometimes, but surrounding yourself with younger people and with older people, there's a vast majority of people that only surround themselves with people that they grew up with or people that are their age. Well, guess what, buddy? The people that you surround yourself with can be younger too, because they have a different mentality. They have different ideas of how to improve same thing with older guys you can surround yourself with older people and that's okay to hang out with some people that are older because they have a different way of looking mm -hmm. at life they have a go talk to some old world war ii vets about about mental toughness tell me what tell me how how much you get out of that one you know yeah. <laughs> i think it's important to have some yeah. diversity well in, in that sense um because you can go to the DAV, you can go to the American Legion, you can you can go to all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're not open to listening to everyone, that you know, maybe they didn't do a deployment, maybe they didn't do anything, and that's great. They can help you just as much as anyone else can if you are open to it. And I think that's one of the biggest parts I wanted to, to touch on was letting go of that that pride that you have and asking for help and and need help but but saying hey man I, you know i'm struggling with this can you help me out give me give me some ideas give me some feedback kind of like what we asked you know today and yet you know last time hey give us some feedback what am i doing wrong you know ha am i hard to talk to mm -hmm. do i do this do i do that and 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 you're going to get some good feedback, you know, if you ask those questions. You know, when I when I went to that welding school and 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 and, and learned a whole bunch right after I, I finished that school, they nice. invited me back to teach part time. And one of the one of the things that I that I found out was I learned more from teaching it than I did when I was in school. And that was because you got to interact with a whole bunch of different students that, you know, maybe had prior experience, maybe didn't, but were found creative yeah. ways to do things that I would have never thought of. And I found myself on multiple occasions going in there and yeah. saying, hey, I've never seen that before. Teach me. And I've been around the block a, a little bit, but here's somebody that's very new to something that I have experience in. And for them to show show me something and then look at me and saying, well, aren't you the teacher? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm here to make sure you don't chop your fingers off or do anything stupid. And I'm here to show you yeah. the techniques and procedures that you're going to be graded on. But if you come up with some creative way of doing something that's correct or or have a, a, a just a, a, a different way or a different right. look at it, I want to hear it because I'm trying to get better myself. And I found that that doing that and building rapport with the people that you're you know you're responsible for and that you're you're teaching that that spoke you know, that went that went a long yeah. ways in teaching yeah. well furthering what, what kind of what kind of give me an example of what kind of feedback you got from guy like you, you said there was a uh, there were some people that maybe like oh don't hurt you the teacher well did you get any kind of um yeah ego change or attitude change from those people when you said Oh yeah, I'm I'm okay with 
learning. I'm not, did they did they help you out more? Say, oh well, here's another idea. Here's a this. Here did people open up more when you did that? Oh yeah, absolutely. There was a guy. I it's a weird, it's a goofy dynamic, and I saw it in the military too. And it comes from guys that are that were very good, and this this kid was very good. He was a very good welder, better than me, you know. And you know that's not saying a lot, but he was he was very good. And when I would go and and see what he was doing and evaluate you know, the projects he was working on, you know, it was phenomenal, better than I could do. And when he did come to me with a question, it was kind of like a like a almost like a snarky. Um, <laughs> kind of like an attitude fueled thing he'd been screwed over by the previous welding school and it was just it was just obnoxious and that's fine and you know he brought it to me and obviously it was was about as close to perfect as you could get and I kind of felt you know my ego flare up a little bit and then I was I checked it and I was like hey man that's awesome can you show me because I can't get it to look like that and I can't get I can't do what you just (laughs) did so you're gonna have to teach me and I'm the teacher and he looked at me like I had something grown out of my forehead. And instead of, you know, he had that choice to make now, whether he could be, you know, a dick about it or, or do what I do, what I asked, which was teach me. And from that point forward, we had an yeah. amazing relationship where before it was kind of like kind of testy, kind of, kind of this weird, awkward thing going on. But at the end of the day, when he goes to take his pipe test, he, comes to me and says hey man can you see how i've got this set up can you can you can you watch me and make sure that i'm not missing any steps on the procedure i go sure no problem yeah Yeah. gotcha bud and and when i when i left there when i stopped working there you know he came up shake shook my hand and said hey i appreciate it well it just goes to show you man i learned just as much um, from you you know i think we all struggle with it i most definitely do struggle with the with the attitude and, um, but, be, but, but gaining that relationship and you don't have to necessarily keep up with that person, but it's kind of just laying the, laying the path, no. you know, to another successful relationship and not burning a bridge. And, you know, we, and of, of course we covered that before, but just, mm-hmm. just being kind to people and being nice to people. Um, but also don't be a wimp and, I think it's about time for yeah. us to learn about some bravery. This guy uh, was okay. in the military in, in our time frame. Um, it was in Marja in 2010, November 21st of 2010. Kyle William Carpenter for conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty while serving as an automatic rifleman with company F second battalion, ninth Marines regimental combat team one first Marine division forward Helmand province, Afghanistan in support of operation enduring freedom on 21 November, 2010 Lance corporal Kyle Carpenter was a member of a platoon sized coalition force compromised of two reinforced Marine squads partnered with Afghan National Army Squad. The platoon had established patrol base Dakota two days earlier in a small village in the Marja district in order to disrupt enemy activity and provide security for the local Afghan population. Lance Corporal Carpenter and a fellow Marine were manning a rooftop security position on the perimeter of patrol base Dakota when the enemy initialized a daylight attack with hand grenades, one of which landed inside their sandbag position. Without hesitation and with complete disregard of his own safety, Lance Corporal Kyle Carpenter moved towards the grenade in an attempt to shield his fellow Marine from the deadly blast. When the grenade detonated, his body absorbed the brunt of the blast severely wounding him, but saving the life of his fellow Marine. By his undaunted courage, bold fighting spirit, and unwavering devotion to duty, in the face of almost certain death, Lance Corporal Kyle Carpenter reflected great credit upon himself and upheld the highest traditions of the Marine Corps and the United States Naval Services. 
And uh, I think we'll end with that. Um, just act of bravery. And Kyle Carpenter was uh, was kind of a someone that we can relate to because he's he's a, he's not a a Vietnam vet. He's same someone in our generation that we can kind of look at as a as a a staple to our generation and that what we're doing and our mindset mm-hmm. our mindset to this day as Marines and as veterans is still strong and a lot of people talk about oh millennials this and millennials that mm-hmm. well Kyle Carpenter's a fucking millennial and he's a badass and we need to be more mm-hmm. like Kyle Carpenter selfless and that's that's what we're in with today, man. And um, I love you. And for those of y'all listening, if y'all do want to contact us, um, again, we'll go over it. The Seabag Podcast at gmail.com. Um, Instagram is the same thing. And uh, we look forward to some feedback from y'all. And honesty is always is always great. And Brian... Thanks for everything, brother. Okay, bye. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, man. I love you too. Take it easy.